everyone, praise the Lord. It's another wonderful opportunity that God has given us to share in our daily inspiration as we continue encouraging and building each other with the Word of God. On our topic, a call to faithfulness, we have looked at this topic from different perspectives and we have seen that God is calling His children to be faithful. Irrespective of the times or the seasons we are living in, irrespective of the generation that we are a part of, God is calling us to be faithful. I know things have changed. The society is changing. Ungodliness is on the lies. But that is not reason for us to be ungodly. The more the darkness, the more our star will continue shining. And so God is calling us to remain faithful and to stand for him in our generation. We cannot compromise irrespective of whatever we are going through, no matter the challenges, no matter the persecution, no matter the pressure or the pain, God is calling us to be faithful. And yesterday we saw that even in moments of prosperity, when things are working well for us, when you get promoted to that big office, God is still asking us to be faithful there. We have no reason to compromise. We have so many faithful witnesses who are there in the scriptures, men and women who stood for God, whether in down moments or in high moments. They made a decision we shall not, uh, we, we, we are not going to deny our integrity. We shall remain true and we shall remain faithful to our calling as children of God. May God help us. And today I want us to still to continue in the same light and see that uh, being faithful is, uh, is acknowledging or getting to know that your true identity is in God, not on things. Unfortunately, in the journey of life, many times we are going to acquire things. You're going to acquire friends, we shall acquire people we call relatives, we shall acquire things. And there is danger when we attach our identity to the things that we have. Let me tell you that our identity is in what God says we are. And our potential is not in the things that we acquire. Our potential is in what God has, um, has designed us to be able to do. Remember what the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared in advance that we should walk in them. In other words, there is something, there is a potential that God put within us regarding the things that we are going to do in life. Many times we find our identity in the things that we do. You have a job and you start calling yourself, oh, I am an accountant, I am a lawyer. If something happens to that particular profession, you feel like you have ceased to live because you tied your identity to what you are doing. Maybe you are an agree but unfortunately something happens. You are no longer able to compete. You are no, no longer able to, to, to learn. You are no, no, no longer able to participate in that particular beauty pageant. You know, for, for our sisters, let me tell you, that is not your identity. That was just part of the gifting that God has given you. But your true identity is in God. And we find that especially so in the story of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he came to be, you remember when he was being baptized by John in Liver Jordan? Let me remind you, there was no miracle that Jesus had done. He had not healed anyone. Actually, he had not even preached any sermon before he had done anything. That is the time God spoke of his identity. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Not because he has done anything, not because he has taught anything, not because he has raised any dead or he has spoken anything or even done any miracle. 
but Christ's identity or Jesus' identity in who is who is in what the Father had said. But you know, temptation, where wherever he came in, it is because of that identity. If you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. My brother, my sister, you will not become the son of God because of what you are able to do. Not because in what you're able to do or not able to do. And Jesus could see the subtle nature of that particular statement and say, my identity is in what the Father said. It is not in me turning stones to bread. After all, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but, the, the, but what the mouth of the Lord has spoken. You will not become a person because of what you are capable of doing or what you are not able. If it is beyond you, you are still a son, a son of God. You are still a child of God. And of course, even the second temptation, it had to do with his identity. Why don't you fall down from a watchtower, eh? fall to the ground after all it is lit and God will protect you. You know something? If you do that, people will surely see it and will believe that you are the son of God. No, it is not a question of what people will say. It is not what people are saying about your ability, about what you are able to do or you are not able to do. It does not define you. Your identity was defined by God. By God, And that is a call to faithfulness. That you will surely know that there is nothing in this life that will give you an identity. Your identity is secure in what God is saying that you are. And Jesus said, I'm not going to throw, to throw myself down. It is not a question of what people will say. It is not the followers I will have on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, or TikTok. No, my identity is secure in God. How many of us are depressed today because you post something? Nobody likes it. And you surely feel that you don't have a following. My brother, my sister, your identity is in what God is saying about you. That is a call to be faithful. Faithful to your identity. Nothing else can define you. You are defined by God. By God. And of course, the bad temptation also. Uh, why don't you bow down and worship me and I'm going to give you all these things. My identity is not in what I have or I don't have. It is not in the accumulation. It is not in what car I am driving. It is not in what estate I am living. No, my identity comes from God. Jesus was able to see the subtle nature of that particular temptation. You shall worship the Lord your God alone, and him alone you shall serve. And that reminds me of his word that he told his followers in Luke chapter 12 and verse 15. Then he said to them, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance of one's possession. My brother, my sister, you are not a child of God because of the wealth that you have, not because of the things that you have, not because of the things that you acquire, not because of where you stay. Let me tell you, you are a child of God because God has said it. How many of us? find our identity in the things that we have. And unfortunately, when those things are taken away, we, 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 we start faulting God. We think God has something against, against us. We become unfaithful. We forget the words of Job. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I go back. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Our true identity is found in what God is saying about us. That is the call of faithfulness. There is nothing that you will give us satisfaction in this life more than God. There's no amount of money my brother, my sister will ever satisfy you. Yes, there are no amount of friends, you know, or social company that you'll ever be able to give you satisfaction. No prestige, power or fame will give you satisfaction. 
the way God satisfies you. And even for us men of God, sometimes we fall into that temptation like Elijah, you do exploits on Mount Carmel. The next thing you have is depression because you have tied your identity to something else. Our true identity is in what God says that we are. God is calling us to be faithful. And remember our identity that there is nothing that will ever define us in this life more than God does it. Let us pray together. Gracious Father, in Jesus' name, we are grateful for speaking to us and reminding us that there is nothing that you will define us best like the way you define us. We are not what people say we are. We are not what we have. We are not what we are able to do or we are not able to do. We are what you say that we are. And we thank you because we are blessed. We are the children of God. Thank you, dear loving Father, because we are the favored of God. And we thank you because we can face life with confidence because you are speaking greatness and possibilities regarding our lives. We pray that when the question of our identity is brought to the trial and we find ourselves doubting whether you really love us or you think the best concerning us, God, help us to remember we are not defined by people, by things, or by the circumstances we are in. Our true identity is in what your word says that we are. I pray that your blessings will rest upon my brother and my sister, and that your grace will abound over the work of your hands, their hands, and that you'll always remind them that their true definition, their true identity is found in what God says they are. I bless them in your name, and I thank you for speaking to us and encouraging us this day. In Jesus' name, we pray this and we believe. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you joined me for this particular inspiration. I don't take it for granted. Gladys, Gladys, my sister, thank you. God bless you. Samian Longai, God bless you, my brother. You are such a blessing. And thank you so much, Gladys, because of that comment and that compliment. I pray that God will continually freshen you and doing you good, even as he expands your territories. I'm wishing you a blessed, a glorious, and a fruitful day in all that you are going to do. God bless you, and thank you so much. Thank you.